Hi, this is Zach Whitney, uh, UDOT's social media manager, and this is Beyond the Barrels. Hey, everybody, this is uh, episode 26 of Beyond the Barrels. We're glad you're here. I'm uh, Matt Allred, UDOT's internal communications manager, and uh, sitting to my right is none other than Mr. Grant Potter. How are you, Grant? I'm good, and I'm to your right today, not across the table. Yeah, you're usually, well, it, we're at a round table. Like, we when we moved... Um, we moved our studio to a new place a couple months ago, and we're at a little round table. So usually, I think you're at my left. Today, you're at my right. So welcome. I am really your right-hand man today. You really, you literally are my right-hand man today. And then um, next to him, to his right, to Grant's right, is uh, UDOT's social media manager, Zach Whitney. How are you, Zach? just feel honored to be here. Well, of course you do. So we're going to, I don't know, there's, there may be a little levity in this episode. Um, Grant is part of our communications group, and we, we have a good time. We joke around. We have a good I'm time. part of your communications group. <laughs> Zach is as well, not just Grant. They oh, all know Grant is. <laughs> yes. Did I say Grant? Yeah. People confuse us all the time. So well, it, we're used to it. It's, that's actually a true statement. It is. I, I think it is, too. I've done it multiple times. But then again, I've also called my 15-year-old after, like, my youngest brother's name. So you just, <laughs> I don't know. You just do that. I'm getting old, I guess. Uh, Zach, we're glad you're here. And Zach is part of the communications group. Um, and we work pretty closely together. The three of us work really closely together on a lot of projects. And so I'm glad you're here today, Zach. And we're going to talk about you and your role here at the department and uh, all the fun stuff that you get to be involved in. But first of all, tell us about you. Uh, how long you've been here at the department? What do you do for us? So I just completed my third year at the department. Just barely, like a couple yeah. days ago, right? It was. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, but um, was it July? It was oh, July. It was the last. I or no, that. it was June. It's been a couple months. And Jessica was July. And July Jessica Got was it. July. Okay. So yeah, I just completed my third year. Um, and basically I'm in charge of social media for the department. Um, I've kind of had different roles off and on, but that's always been the one constant. Is that's, that's social been the one, media. that's been the main one. Yeah. Um, your other job here is you do a lot of video production for us. Uh -huh. Um, external, mainly external stuff. Yeah. Started as both internal and external. And, and then after we've expanded a little bit, that's been a little bit more defined to just external. Well, but yeah. When, so when Grant joined the team two years ago, it kind of took a big, uh, a big chunk of stuff off of your plate. And Grant mm. primarily does, uh, all of our internal videos. And then you focus more on the external stuff, which, uh, you worked, you worked closer with John Gleason. Mm-hmm. Uh, on his external videos and the media and stuff. And then Grant kind of does the inter internal stuff with me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And social media kind of falls under that, you know, external communication tool that we use to reach different audiences. So that kind of just falls in my wheelhouse. And Well, and one, one other thing that's there is you are our Spanish-speaking PIO. See, sí, <laughs> so whenever we have a media event or something, uh, we're contacted by Spanish media. Zach is our representative for the department. Yeah, and his bueno español. Did I say that right? <laughs> Not really, but okay. that's okay. <laughs> it's good Spanish. It was a good effort. <laughs> Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> so, um, so that's you inside. 
UDOT. What do you do outside of UDOT? Tell us about yourself outside of the company. Uh, outside of UDOT, uh, I am a husband and father of three daughters. So I basically spend my time playing Barbies and uh, painting nails. And, <laughs> and they're younger too, right? They're, your they girls are, are a little they're, bit younger. They're all young. They're, the oldest is nine? My oldest just turned nine. Okay. Um, and then uh, my second daughter just turned seven. And then our youngest just turned four. Okay, I ask this of everybody. What's your favorite UDOT moment or, or most memorable, I guess? So my most memorable UDOT moment is um, it's one that I don't know that I really should be sharing because I don't know no, you if, it, if it puts somebody in a not so favorable light. No, I think it's, I, I know what you're talking about and I think it's well known or widely known that this is happening. Okay. So this is uh, this was a couple years ago um, and it's kind of related to my position at the department uh, with social media, I need to be on top of trends and know what's um, popular in uh, in social media. And so this was right after Pokemon Go became a thing. So like three, two, three years so ago. A, right? I think it was yeah. probably like it was about two years ago when it hit the you know hit the mainstream. Everybody was downloading it and everybody was playing Pokemon Go. Um, and there were some issues when it first came out with people um, playing Pokemon Go while they were driving. Yep, that was one of them. And then the other was trespassing into construction zones. I active, think it was ma- it was up at Mountain View Corridor, active right? Active construction like right zones. Right behind uh, Hunter High School. People chasing Pokemon into active construction zones. Um, and so this was an issue, and it was a nationwide issue that all of the, the departments of transportation were dealing with. Um, so I had the pleasure... <laughs> That's a good way to put it. ...of explaining to Carlos what Pokemon Go was and specifically what Pokemon were. Um, and we love Carlos, but he just, he is all business and he likes what he likes and well, doesn't he, pay attention but to that's what the he thing, doesn't is, like. Is he does outdoor sports and he likes windsurfing and skiing and, 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 and all of that stuff, bicycling, cycling, none of those include games on your phone, right? Right, like mobile games and all. So explaining to him that there was a, an invisible creature that you could only see through your phone and you had to try and capture them and you got points for doing so was, it was a completely foreign concept to Carlos. And it was just fun and memorable to sit across his conference table and show him the screen and see the wheels turning and... It, it took it took a while. It took a few of us to um, to really sort of wrap his head around what was going on here. Well, and I don't I don't think he was the only one that was lost on this, right? <laughs> I I mean I think a lot of us. I mean I I was uh, I grew up just past the Pokemon phase, right? I think Pokemon hit for my younger siblings, yeah. and so. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it, but I knew at least what it was. I knew with a mobile game. I knew that if you turned on your virtual reality on your phone, like I knew all, how that all worked. Aug- but <clears throat> augmented reality. Excuse me, augmented reality. Um, I I understood that, but I think anybody that was kind of 10, 15 years older than me, they were completely yeah. lost on it. Right. So I and I could see how that was a fun conversation with him. 
he's fun. We, I mean, we have fun with Carlos, but Carlos, again, he's, he likes what he likes. Um, and if it's not in that, like he's, he's not super concerned with what's happening culturally. Right. It just, it's not something that interests him. Right. And, and even social media trends and things like that, it just, it doesn't matter to him. So that's fun though. He's fun to have around. We like Carlos a lot. But I I would say those are some of my favorite moments is just, and most specifically helping Carlos just understand sort of that world because it's a world he's not familiar with. Well, and it grows so fast, too. That's the other thing. It changes so fast. But, I mean, yeah, I even think, you know, when I was hired and how much video we did and how much social media presence we had and then to kind of go back to him with those numbers that engineers like to see and show him how much growth there is and how much engagement we have, to see him sort of respond to that type of a thing. It's, it's amazing. And that's what makes my life worth it or makes my job worth it yeah. to report back those numbers and see him buy into the, this is why we do this. Well, and even the, I mean, cause we had some pretty good Pokemon posts. I remember mm-hmm. that we'd, I think you took a, a warning sign and you put a Charmander <laughs> on there or something, uh, you know, right. or a Charmander crossing. I mean, there were some fun things that we did, but, but I agree. It's fun to probably to go back to him with these big, huge numbers on stuff that maybe he doesn't necessarily understand, but he gives, he, there's a level of trust that he gives you to put the post out there. And then we just get huge interaction from it. I remember, I mean, similar story. We did one when Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out. Mm-hmm. and um, That's right. We did the VMS we message. We did a VMS message. And the VMS message said, uh, put your seatbelt on Groot. Is that right? Did or, it say, or, I am Groot? No, no, no it no. said, Groot, put your seatbelt on. Yeah. That was the line from the there movie. There was an actual oh, yeah. line from the yeah. movie. Right, but it went viral um, when it was retweeted by by the producer by the, by the producer of the movie, yeah. and we hit the front page of Reddit, and then we were able to go back because Carlos had similar questions about what Guardians of the Gal- what a what a Groot was. That's that, what he asked. That was also a fun conversation. He said, "What is a Groot?" and trying to explain that it was a tree, a that tree, talked. a talking tree that was also a superhero. Was, uh, but was not necessarily for but, kids. But that's the, but to me, the value there is that there's so much trust in what we do that I, I, I'm, it's not even Carlos. I think a lot of people across the department don't necessarily understand what we do or how we do it or why we do it. But when we see the numbers and the, and the, the interactions that we get from the public, it, it, it's amazing to me that these little fun, quirky things that we get to do have such a positive impact. Yeah. So... Kind of cool. Well, let's talk about this for a minute. Um, let's talk about social media. This is the main part of your job. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of lift you up here a little bit. Grant and I were talking about this, and you told us not to do this. You have quickly become, uh, at least across the departments of transportation, probably one of the top, I don't want to say thought leaders, but like you're very influential in social media when it comes to the departments of transportation, government, uh, government, government, social media. media. That that's it. Um, in fact, at this last government social media conference a couple months ago, you were asked to teach some sessions and, and stuff like that. So, and you're invited to another one next month. Yeah. Where are you going next month? Uh, October, October. I'm going to Chicago to, to grants from Chicago, present a session on utilizing Facebook groups. Um, but Zach, yeah, Zach gets these opportunities and he's recognized as, as an expert in the field because he, he's really good at what he does for the department. And so we're tickled that he is here, uh, that he's part of our team and that he's really the one pulling the strings on what we're doing on our social media. So, so that's the, that's the question that we'll start with is how, how do we use social media as a department of transportation? 
however we can, I think, is the answer for that. Um, because really, you know, as a government agency, our goal is to reach all of their citizens that, you know, in the state of Utah. And we have to reach those citizens on their level, um, you know, where they are. And social media is a place where they are. And so we, we need to have a presence there. Uh, and I think a lot of government agencies are really taking that to heart. Um, you know, for so long, uh, government was seen as this sort of archaic system that, you know, worked in a silo and was old and didn't, you know, out of touch with its citizens. Um, but I think more and more uh, governments are seeing the advantage and the necessity of really being where their citizens are. Um, and that requires a presence on social media. It requires a strong presence on social media so that people feel that they're being heard, that they feel they're being represented, um, and that they have a voice. Um, you know, when we talk about social media, it's typically seen as just a place where people vent and um, share opinions about different things. Um, but I really think it's turned into the community spaces, um, the public forums of, of our time. Uh, so as we look at our presence on social media, we need to make sure that it is a place where people feel comfortable sharing their opinions with us and giving us feedback on a lot of the things that we do. Well, one of the things that I think is, is pretty cool what you've instituted is um, you respond to almost every comment that is made on all of our platforms, it doesn't matter where it's from, is a response is typically given. Unless it's it's a comment that is vulgar or or mean or yeah. hurtful or something like that. But everything else, if there's a if there's a concern or a complaint or something, you've done a really good job at making sure that that they're heard, right? That that's that this thing where they feel that if they do make a comment, whether or not it's going to happen or make a difference or, or change how we're doing things, they're at least acknowledged and they're heard. Yeah, and I, and I think that's important because, like I said, I think this it needs to be a public forum and it needs to and people need to be able to have a place where they can express those opinions. And we understand that not everyone is going to have a favorable opinion, and um, that's okay. Uh, we allow people to vent their frustrations. I think that that's appropriate for that platform. But everyone that has a legitimate question or an actual concern about something they see, we want to make sure that that's validated and that they are heard and that it is passed on to the appropriate people so that it can be taken seriously. Um, so, Zach, talk a little bit about the different platforms we're using. Um, I mean, because I think we all know the big three right now, right? Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram and Instagram is that is that really considered the third um, and those are typically the big three uh, you know when we talk about um, overall impact of social media we're talking Facebook is where most of the interaction is you know you've got millions of active users on on Facebook and then you've got Twitter uh, which you know there are some reports that show that Twitter use is declining um, in recent years. And, you know, there are a number of reasons why that might be. Um, but I think part of it has to do with the fact that Twitter is not technically made for 
back and forth discussion. It's made for short bursts of information. Um, and so I think it's still valid in, you know, for that reason that um, we can put out short bursts of information um, as they're needed. But you talk about a platform like Facebook and Instagram, they're set up for more conversation. Uh, and I think that's where social media is headed. Uh, so that's sort of where our big presence is, is UDOT, is our Utah DOT Facebook page. Uh, and then we have our Utah DOT Twitter handle, um, as well as our region Twitter handles, and then our UDOT traffic handle. Um, and then we have Carlos on Twitter. Carlos on Twitter. Well, and I, if you don't follow him, you should. Yeah. Let's, let, let's get his followers up. So he hit a milestone... Uh, maybe a year ago. It was about a year ago. He hit a thousand, and he thought he was pretty big stuff. It's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. What's he up to now? Do you know? So he's just over fourteen hundred right now. So let's see if if you're on Twitter and you're listening to this, go ahead and follow Carlos. I think it's just is it you dot Carlos? Is that what it is? Oh, I should know that. It's either Carlos you dot or you dot Carlos. So look that up. Just uh, in fact, Grant's gonna look it up here and just fact check us here. Um, but go ahead and follow Carlos. And Carlos is good because uh, when he's traveling or he's at all these, I mean, he travels so much for the department, but also on a national level, he he transfer, or he travels and he always does a good post on where he's at or who's speaking and, and what the impact is. It is at Carlos Udot. Carlos Udot. Or you could search Carlos Berceros yeah, and at find Carlos him. Udot. Yeah. And it's been interesting. This is another one of those, you know, payoff moments where, Carlos has really sort of embraced his role on Twitter and it, it's fun to see him be at a conference somewhere and send it, send me a picture. Um, you know, me and, and Joe Walker in our office, he'll usually send both of us a picture of him at some conference and say, should I be tweeting about this? Or yeah, he'll yeah. send an article and say, I thought this was really interesting. Can we tweet about this? And it's fun to, for him to see those, those opportunities uh, and I meet with him about, well, you, we try and meet about once a month to, to talk about what he wants to be talking about and where he wants to be in terms of social media presence. Um, because I think he recognizes he is an influ- in an influential position, you know, as president of Ashto, um, as some of the chair positions that he holds nationwide. Uh, he really is in an influential position and we really try to help him be a thought leader in that regard. Well, and, and, and that's the thing is outside of Twitter, he 100% is super influential. And so I like that too, that he's picked that up and he understands the value of it. And, and, and that's his first thought. Oh, look, look at this. Here's the hashtag, you know, let's, let's put this up. And so, um, for the most part, I mean, it goes through a couple of sets of eyes, right? I think he always sends it to you to say, hey, does this look okay? Just so he hasn't <laughs> said anything that's that's not social media savvy. We've, there, there, it, it took, there were a couple of times when he's tweeted without approval and... <laughs> He gets a phone call when he does. <laughs> well, and it's and it's not even that like he needs approval to tweet. It's just he wants to make sure he's saying things the right, right. way, right? right. <laughs> and um, and that's our job, right? As a communications department, that's our job. I, he said to me once, I, I think we were in a meeting, and he was going over, and I was in the back tapping my watch, right? Tapping my watch, just giving him the sign, like, "Hey, you've got to wrap up. Like people are waiting." And um, 
and afterward, he kind of like shot me this funny look, and it was it was a smile. But he, I knew that he's like, oh, okay, I got to wrap this up. Well, I apologized after. I'm like, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted you to know that we're near the end of time. And he said, Matt, that's one, that's one of your jobs. Like that's why I want you around is because you keep, you keep me in line, and I yeah. think that that's your role on social media. Is he knows that you're the expert, right? And so he wants to run things through you just to make sure that it, it sounds right. Yeah. So Facebook, how many followers do we have? Facebook, we are just over 19,000. Okay. And that's more, that's what you said. It's more of a forum. We use Facebook groups. Um, We can zone in. I mean, we can use demographics a lot more in Facebook, right? Yeah. And I think, so that's the difference between between Twitter and Facebook. So we have 19,000 followers on Facebook. We've got over 29,000 on Twitter. The difference is um, where our engagement um, and on Twitter, we don't get nearly as much engagement. As well, we're just we, as pushing we something out on Facebook. Right. Yeah, we just push the message out. Yeah, which you know is kind of to be expected, and it goes back to like I said about the platforms in general. Um, I think that Facebook is made for engagement, and so the fact that we have more engagement there, I think that's perfectly where we need to be. Yeah. Um, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Instagram. We are at about twenty three hundred followers. And and we talked about this earlier. You said, I mean, Instagram is a younger demographic, a little bit younger. Yeah, it is. And um, we started Instagram a little bit later, so it hasn't. We haven't had it as long. And um, admittedly, we don't push it, um, you know, as hard as we do some as we do the other platforms. Um, but I think it's one that we're still um, growing. It's one that we're still sort of evolving to see where we fit um, and how we can use it best to accomplish our goals. Uh, another one here that we, I, a lot of times we don't talk about this as social media, but LinkedIn is definitely a social media platform. And when you started talking about Carlos, I mean, it, we've seen moments where Carlos says, oh, hey, I've got this great thing that I want to talk about. And he recognizes that LinkedIn is the right platform to talk about something in. Yeah, and that's an interesting discussion that I've had with him and with others in you know in the government social media uh, realm is just how LinkedIn, um, you know, for a long time, and I think even now some people just see it as a job search site, um, but it really is so much more. Um, it's really is an uh, an industry networking site. Um, it's an industry social site where you can have these sort of thought leaders. Um, and that's another platform where we really have helped Carlos uh, make a name for himself in the transportation industry. Yeah. And there's some good posts, too. He's had some good articles. So, mm-hmm. again, if you're not following Carlos on LinkedIn and you're on LinkedIn, make sure that you yeah, you, you say that you work for the Utah Department of Transportation and, uh, and go follow Carlos. And I'll, uh, I'll make sure I approve it. Yeah, because Zach's, <laughs> Zach's over that group on LinkedIn. Um, we talk about how we're using this, and, and I think one of your jobs, and this is kind of one of the fun parts of your job, is being able to watch trends, yeah. things <laughs> things that are happening, right? Like, I mean, we just we talked about Pokemon and how that was trending. Um, Sometimes it's a lot of pressure, though. We go to our staff meetings, and you know, Elizabeth, our communications director, is like, okay, what's trending? And I'm like, 
Ooh, I don't know. Well, well but here's the question. I mean, because that's the thing is like, we, you know what's trending. The question is what's trending and then how do we make it apply to what, what we're doing And what's here. appropriate. And, well, what, and things happen so quickly on social yeah. media. So like, I, You have to jump on it the day of because sometimes it's 12 hours and the and meme and trend is yeah. over. So the one I'm thinking about, was, was it last summer? Was it the Kiki Challenge? Is that what it was called? Yeah, so this one, this one was kind of ridiculous to me, right? I, and I think if anybody can think back, here it is. So, so what was happening is that people would get out of their car while it was still moving, right? right? Slowly right. moving, slowly moving, and then dance uh-huh. to this song. Yeah, but it wasn't just any dance. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was specific choreography. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's it was in the music video. Like yeah. in the they're doing the dance that's from the music video. So here's but. here's the thing that just baffles me. How in the world does this become a thing, right? You know, and I think that's like, one of the, the great mysteries of our of our day is how does anything become, become a thing? A thing? <laughs> like and I, just, I think, you know, marketing experts like they spend hours and days like trying to break down this formula of what what constitutes like viral content and i don't think anybody can figure it out because that's the thing is is that there are marketers out there that try and create it and it just doesn't work and then you get something random what's the one this summer we've been talking about the one this summer the get up is that what it's called the get up challenge the get up challenge so here it's it's almost like a it's almost like a a line dance right like the bird skirt biggie yeah Yeah, it is it is and so, but, so you just film yourself? Yeah. You just film yourself doing the doing the dance. Do you have to be in boots and a cowboy hat? I mean, it, it no. Helps, but there right? were police officers doing this one. There were firemen. There were you know it was one. This was one of the one that got a lot of people. Yeah, but it's no but, different. It's no different than Harlem Shake. It's no different than that was. Yeah. Any yeah. of those. Where it just it starts as you know the ice bucket challenge, you yeah. know, for heaven's yep. sakes. It's the, just the mannequin challenge, right? <laughs> this was the one where everybody like where it zooms through a room and everybody's just and everybody's holding pause, still, holding yeah. still. So, so that's to me that's the hard part of your job is seeing okay something's trending. How do we act on the trend, right? And obviously the Kiki challenge, like well, that was one that we discouraged because getting out of your moving vehicle and dancing ridiculous. next to it while it's moving. Obviously, it's not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> yeah. don't, and don't. the bird box challenge was another one. It oh, was that like, is, that there is was one. a girl, what, in Ogden who crashed her car into a light yeah, pole? I think it was because, in, in Layton who yeah. she, yeah, she blindfolded herself and crashed into a car. Like the movie Bird Box. On yeah. And that was one where we actually went out with a post on social media that said, don't do this. Like, we shouldn't have to say this, you know, don't do the bird box challenge type of a thing. And so I think there's a fine line there of knowing what those challenges are and really deciding, is this something that's appropriate for us to be on? Is it something that we can be on and not, um, look bad or or look like we're misrepresenting who we are. Right. Or is it one that we need to talk out against? Yeah. Talk against stupid bird box challenge. Uh, I'd almost put that out of my memory. Thanks for reminding me, Grant. You're welcome. <laughs> One of the things that I was um, thinking about too is is that having Zach as like you're always on the know, like you're always on social media, like you kind of know what's going on, is we're able to uh, across the department use that knowledge and and Zach and I sit on the the committee. There's about eight of us or six of us that do the VMS signs, the the signs that go over the freeway, 
And this one, I this week's was pretty fun to me. It said leave speed to Keanu Reeves. And you know, I think there's we I think Matt and I are the ones in the meeting that try and push the envelope a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, because I think I think sometimes we need to, you know, recognizing that there is again, there is a balance. There's a balance between promoting safe driving, you know, promoting the message that zero fatalities has, but accomplishing the goal of getting people talking. Yeah, of course. Well, and that's the thing is that we've 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 had we've had messages. I mean, one a couple of years ago on Valentine's Day said you are loved, buckle up. It's a great message. Everybody's loved. Yes, we want you to go home to your family. But the, if if the point of those signs is to get people talking about them, nobody's going to work and saying, "Oh my gosh, did you see the sign on the way in here? I'm loved. Somebody Buckle finally up. loves me." Yeah. I mean, it's not that. And so and so when we do push the envelope, um, we want people to a think about it and b go and say something about it. And and so this week's I thought was pretty cool. Keanu Reeves. If you guys have been following Keanu Reeves in social media, first of all, the guy's not on social media at all. Um, but everybody talks about him and what a good guy he is and what a great guy. Uh, you know, what a humanitarian and he's just kind to people and all this kind of stuff. Well, he trends all the time in social he's media. He's always trending. He's always trending. And so in our meeting last month to talk about August billboards, um, his name came up. And this was the great message. Leave speed to Keanu Reeves. You drive the limit. And it did great. I mean, what, what, especially when we talk about our VMS signs, what's, what's the key? I mean, how do we know that we've, we've hit it, that, that success happened? Um, I mean, it's, it's how many mentions we get. We typically gauge... We typically use Reddit as a good gauge of if we've had an impact um, because that's where a lot of the, I mean. Well, a lot of the demographic a lot of you're the, yeah. gearing these messages toward is on. Is on Reddit. I mean, it's, re- it's for everyone, but. The ones know. that you expect to pick up on that kind of a, a minute. Um, I know we're kind of running close on time here. Um, talk about, I mean, we've talked about where we are, what we're doing, what we're watching for, where is this going? Where does social media take us in the future? You know, I think it, I really do see social media, um, just evolving into that, uh, public forum, you know, and when we talk about things like reaching people on their level and making sure that people understand what we as a department are doing, uh, that's why I've been really passionate about starting, a Facebook groups initiative. And we've tried it with a few projects and had a lot of success where we have these groups that people can join and they can ask their questions and they can get real time updates. Um, and they can get the most current information on a project and have sort of a direct access to the PI folks. Um, you know, we, we live in a world where social media has made it. So people expect uh, immediate responses and, I don't think we're there yet, but we're working toward that, uh, where people feel like they have personalized content. Yeah. Um, and in that same vein, we talk about virtual public meetings. Um, and I think that falls into the realm again of government being a little bit archaic because if you wanted to voice your opinion about something, you needed to come to an open house that was held at 4 p.m. on a on a weekday and 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 so inaccessible to people um and with social media you know we talk about youtube live um talk about facebook live these live video platforms where people could literally attend a public meeting 
from their home, from their desk. Uh, I think that's where the future of social media media is going. It's just being so much more accessible to stakeholders, to, to citizens about the projects that impact them. Well, and especially when they're in a Facebook group, right? Like right. where they're, they're actively involved in the discussion that's happening around these projects where they live. And so that's what I think is cool. And we've done, I mean, we've, for a couple of years, we've been doing a, a YouTube live stream of our monthly commission meetings mm-hmm. and you can jump on there. And if you have a question, you can ask the question on the, on the Facebook live feed. And it, you know, if it's a good question, I mean, sometimes we'll just get comments that are like, cool. You know, but if it, if it's an actual question, like we'll make sure that it gets to the commission. You know, they always ask for questions, and we would love to have that be more of an open and active forum. Yeah, it would it would actually be really cool if we would get a question, and during the public comment set part portion of the commission meeting, we could say, "We've got somebody here. We've got a question on YouTube." Yeah, that would be really cool. But that's but that's the future is being able to put these public meetings online right. and say, "Hey, it's at three o'clock, and hopefully you can make it." And if not, hey, there's now a record. It's recorded. It's it's on YouTube. Yeah. So, um, and and obviously there's still going to be the crazy fun, the trending stuff, and we're always going to be looking at that. And then how do we uh, get the department and our mission and our vision in front of people using using social media. Yeah. One thing that I do before we kind of end, I, there's kind of a danger out there uh, with social media and with all of us, really. Um, there comes a fine line where I, I'm proud of who I work for. I love working for the Department of Transportation. I have to be, well, let's talk about this. Like, do I have to worry about what I say on social media if I'm out there in social media and I'm also letting people know that I work for UDOT? That's, I guess, the question. I think, every, I think even, you know, it doesn't matter who you work for or if you're even employed, like what you put on social media stays on social stays media. On social <laughs> yeah, media. Like it's, it, it's a universal truth that you just have to be careful about social media and there is a danger there. Um, but I think particularly when you identify yourself as working for a particular organization, um, anything you say can be held against that organization, um, whether you mean to or not. You were telling me about Oregon. There was somebody up in Oregon that did. Yeah, this was um, this was a little while ago when the issues at, at the Mexican border were really starting to heat up. Um, there was an Oregon DOT employee who made a comment on social media um, offering her opinion about how the country should handle people who cross the border illegally. Um, And essentially, this person thought that the government should kill them, should gun them down. Yeah. yeah. Um, And this person identified themselves as an Oregon DOT employee. And so, you know, social justice warriors got on the the warpath and started going after the Department of Transportation for something that their employee said. And even though it had nothing to do with the Department of Transportation. No, not at all. But because she had had identified herself as a worker, that's that's what came under fire. Right. So because of this, there are policies in place, right? That we've got a social media policy uh, that you've helped author. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it say about our employees and their use of social media? Because I think this is important that we kind of understand 
where the line is and, and what we need to be careful of. Yeah, so we um, revised some of the wording in our policy. Um, most of it mirrors the state policy for social media, which essentially says that you can't represent um, or pretend to represent the state or any agency on social media. Um, but we took that a little bit farther to say that if you identify um, yourself as a UDOT employee on your social media channels, um, we expect there to be a level of uh, decorum in, in what you post publicly on those channels. Um, and that is just to make sure that those opinions aren't linked back to UDOT. Um, you know, again, I think social media is a great place for people to be able to share their opinions. Um, but you need to be aware that there are repercussions for those words. Well, and I, I think what you said when we started this, this question is that just don't be an idiot. Like, like, I mean, when you're putting stuff, it stays out there and you, whether it's good or bad are going to be judged based on what you put out into the public. Sure. Yeah. And it stays out there and, and it's even worse. It's even worse if you are quote unquote representing your employer and you're saying things which are against the company line. And so right. just be careful. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't identify myself on my social media as a, as a, an employee of the department of transportation. Mm -hmm. Um, it's probably pretty clear based on what I like and what I comment on and things like that. And so I am, I'm always aware of who's, who's watching and who follows me. And, and, and I think it's just, it's good practice for our employees to have that same level of, of well, and I just think it's, at the end of the day, it's easy it's easy to say something on social media. It's easy to go off. And I just, I think a lot of people just don't think about that. And people need to. People need to think about what they're posting on social media and the repercussions that it could have. Um, because it's so easy to hide behind a keyboard. Oh, way easy. Well, Zach, we, we thank you for what you do for the department and, and envy you for some of the fun things you get to do and, and respect you for the job that... Uh, you do and represent us nationwide. I think it's kind of it's kind of a cool position that you've worked your way into. It's cool. Thanks. So, thank you for being here, Grant. As always, thanks for staying awake. Thanks for not yawning again. Uh, Grant does a good job on these podcasts too. Hey, I got a wink. <laughs> it's really hard to see a wink on a podcast, but I I think that means thank you. Um, <laughs> And guys, we, if you have any suggestions, seriously, shoot me an email, Matt Allred. It's M-A-T Allred, A-L-L-R-E-D, at utah.gov, or Grant is grantpotter at utah.gov. Just let us know the ideas that you've got. We'd love to talk uh, to you and, and get some ideas out here on the podcast, make this a little more regular than it has been. So we're here. And as we always end... Let's let Zach say it because he made everyone say it on Talking Orange for how long? Now yeah, it's his for, turn to be put on the spot. For two years, he made people say this on Talking Orange. So as Carlos would say, because I can't do it without writing it down. As Come Carlos on. would say, thank you for all you do. Be safe out there. Buckle up. Yep. Put your phones down. Yep. And remember, you keep you done moving. That's right.